Hey listeners, want to become an official Grunthead? Well, now you can, by becoming a patron over at our Patreon. That's right. When you contribute, you'll gain access to our supplemental show, Gruntwork Nights, a podcast not about the TV show Home Improvement. It's a lot of fun, and we hope you'll join us. Just visit patreon.com slash gruntworkpod to join. And now, on with the show! Does everybody know what time it is? It's time to question your perceptions of reality as we know it. That's right. It's grunt work, I think. But I somehow, someway, keep coming up with funky-ass grunts like every single day. I'm just rolling down the street, smoking Indo, listening to Grunt Work, <laughs> the only podcast about the TV show Home Improvement that has visited 45 of the 50 states. Oh. <laughs> I'm your host, Landon. Honey, I shrunk the kids, Solano. <laughs> Joined always by my co-host, Truman. Snap into a Slim Jim, Caps. <laughs> Truman, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. So many things to comment on. I, I have to, like, bite my tongue to not jump in and interrupt your intro. I wish that... Snoop Dogg was rolling down the street, smoking Indos, listening to our podcast. We don't know that he's not. I feel like we know that he's not. I feel like the man's got better stuff I think going it's on. A, at this point, right now, it's kind of a Schrodinger's cat scenario. He could be, or he could not be. We don't know for sure <laughs> until he explicitly says that he hasn't. And then we only have to take him for his word because he still could be listening and lying to us. Okay, well, really, then we should, we just, we shouldn't. I feel like then us talking about it means that either he, as a listener of this show, will contact us and confirm it, or one of our (laughs) listeners will go ask him and he will say, no, I don't. So one way or another, we're killing the cat. (laughs) Or the dog. Snoop Dogg. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Oh, yeah, very good. Well, is it... Okay, he wanted to be called Snoop Lion for a while, and I feel like like the world collectively was like, okay, we... we, You used to be Snoop Doggy Dog, and you changed it, and we went along with that. Now you want to be Snoop Lion? We're not... No. You get one. I... If memory serves me, I dropped off the Snoop Dogg train around... A little... (laughs) Long before this happened, That's That's an awesome train. You shouldn't have got (laughs) off it, man. It's... I think he was doing an uh, uh, album that was a little more reggae and uh, I think that's where that name change came in. Mm. I think he immediately decided, you know what, reggae's not for me, but reality TV is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and re- that's where he's been since. Well, you know, reality TV, I mean, listen, if you're a, a famous person who likes having money, reality TV is a really good place to go. It does not require a lot of investment on your part. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, he has been acting. So he's in the new uh, Harmony Corinne movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Wow. Which is a very... That's a pairing that... Bizarre, yeah. That's a pairing that I would not have expected, and I've been thinking about it for, based on the clock on the wall here, five seconds, and I love it more and more with every second. I could not think of two people I would rather smoke weed with than I'm gonna, those two. Uh, so I'm going to show you a picture of Matthew wait. McConaughey. Show in it this. to me. Uh, let me. First of all, before I do that, I'm going to give you the, the one-line um, pitch for this. Okay. So the, the movie the, is called The Beach Bum. Okay. The, the synopsis, uh, according to IMDb, is... A rebellious stoner named Moondog lives his life by his own rules. Uh, surprisingly, Moondog is not played by Snoop Dogg. It's played by Matthew McConaughey. Of course. And of course. But also, it's not that surprising, though. I mean, if I didn't know Snoop Dogg was in the movie, I would assume that, that uh, obviously yeah. it would be McConaughey. So I, I'm going to need you to do your, your word pictures for the audience. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm ready show for you this, this picture. Yes. Okay, so... <laughs> Imagine 
the nineties, uh, like the nineties, but like a trailer park personified. Or imagine if you've seen a picture of Axl Rose recently, <laughs> but then he's wearing like a, a, a black shirt with flames coming up the bottom of, like flames painted onto the shirt. The shirt isn't on fire. To me, it looks like Guy Fieri and Dog the Bounty Hunter had a kid. <laughs> that's really good, actually. I think that's the one. And then these glasses that he's wearing that are kind of like what you wear after going to the optometrist when your pupils are dilated. <laughs> and he also has a chain on. Like, yeah, I can't quite necklace. see what it is. It, because it's ab- absurdly long. It's obnoxiously long. It, like, hangs down to being in his crotch. Uh, wh- what are all these pictures? Uh, this, these, <laughs> wow. these are just uh, this him smoking some uh, some bongs. Um, these are just the pictures that I... Oh, my that, God. That's Zac Efron. That, okay, Zac Efron is in it with a, with a beard that is shaved to look like Kanye West's shutter shades, it looks like. Landon, <laughs> this is simply... The greatest, like wait. So this is this is who again? Harmony Korine. Harmony Korine, yeah. Is, which is a is very this polarizing the, director? Is this the the one who made uh, 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 Spring Breakers? Spring Breakers. Okay, yeah. now it makes sense. Yeah, I love that there is a director out there who's basically like, hey, f- famous people with Oscar buzz, become trash for me. <laughs> Just become absolute trash on camera. Uh, a trash humper. Yes, because it's another movie he did. Um, how about that? So uh, how um, how about that <laughs> we are not here to talk about harmony corinne but we could be we could be Let, i'm i'm ready right now to take an <laughs> abrupt editorial change in this show <laughs> that's gonna be my favorite movie i'm just telling you right now <laughs> uh we're here to talk about home improvement yes we but, are but uh before we do that i want to mention the patreon again we didn't do much of that last time so we should do it <laughs> again uh i just uh, so it's only been a week and we're still figuring this shit out yes um and i think the way that we're gonna do it for now is if you are a um patron of our patreon yes i gotta find another way to say that it's getting really difficult Uh, yeah well i mean they didn't make it easy for you because they named the thing after what the people who patronize it oh my god i guess sponsors but that feels like a weird it doesn't quite feel like you're sponsoring the show maybe it is i don't know yeah i mean they are literally sponsoring us like they're paying our server fees i don't know for some reason sponsor and donate they it doesn't they feel weird to use i don't know they're not words that i would choose maybe we should have this conversation when we're not making the show maybe yeah this is probably Probably get edited out anyway don't um, put that on me don't don't assign me more work more work um so this is the way that it's going to work for now i was giving you an edit point there thank you oh <laughs> thank you thank you if you are a patron of our patreon you will be sponsoring a segment of the show uh as you heard last week it was a little jumbled <laughs> but we we have it a little more streamlined now as we're trying to figure shit out and that's how it's going to work for now. It is uh, subject to change according to our uh, will. Um, yeah. Offer not valid in Puerto Rico, Hawaii, or Alaska. Listen, I, I'm willing to go for Puerto Rico. They've had, actually, yeah. They, but you know what? Puerto Rico needs it. Only you can you can sponsor a segment on the show if you donate to Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, that's really how good. About that? If you so if you give them money, you're also allowed to give us money. If you don't donate to Puerto Rico, keep your damn money. We don't want it. <laughs> Uh, so just like last week, uh, any, uh, Patreon sponsors are going to be, um, sponsoring a segment of this episode. So there you go. Yeah. How about that? How about that? So (laughs) that should be the new title of our show. How about that? Uh, I feel very much like our, our whole approach to Patreon was exemplified by the slapstick 
slapstick and slapshod nature of what I just went through. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's slappy. I'll give I'll give you that. But that's part of why it's yeah. so surprising that it's working so well. It's for gonna us. get better. I promise, guys. I think. Look, really, if if it seems like we're really discombobulated on the Patreon, it's your guys' fault for making it such a resounding success. We assumed, like most things that we do, <laughs> that it would kind of not work and fizzle. Yeah. Uh, but instead, much like, we kind of assumed the same thing about this podcast, and here we are, like a year and a half later, <laughs> still doing it, still liking it, still like in, enjoying the yes. process. We're, we're coming up on our two-year anniversary, actually. Oh God. Oh man, this is embarrassing. I, I only thought it was a year and a half. I, is it okay if I've been seeing other podcasts? Or are we exclusive now? <laughs> no, we, we we have an open podcast. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's absolutely. good. Absolutely. Um, but back to home improvement. Back to home improvement. Uh, for better or worse. Yeah. Do you have a synopsis for us? I do have a synopsis for us. All right. Uh, of of what we watched this week, and let me tell you guys, we watched we watched some stuff this week. <laughs> uh. Tim is about to turn 40, and he's looking forward to celebrating with a massive steak and some vigorous lovemaking with Jill. But when one of his friends at the hardware store suffers a heart attack, Tim becomes paranoid about his health and begins taking extreme precautions, such as eating vegetables and lean meats. But when Wilson reveals to Tim that he himself suffered a heart attack 15 years ago and explains how the experience encouraged him to live life to the fullest, Tim decides to go back to his old ways. Meanwhile, on Tool Time... Tim and Al use a state-of-the-art shrink ray to become four inches tall and take a field trip inside the engine of a dysfunctional hot rod. Yes, that actually happened. I <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you, folks. I uh, before before you jump in here, Landon, and, yeah. and, and say, let me just say this. Uh, I I about uh, about eight days ago, I quit smoking marijuana. Like I was, I was a pretty, I was a pretty heavy yeah. marijuana user for a a long. Uh, Maybe seven years of my life, whatever. Wow. No, it's not a big deal. And then I, <laughs> I mean, it's a big step for you. It's a big step for me. Yeah. And I have been discovering recently that oh, actually, d- uh, despite what all the cool kids said in school, there are actually some withdrawal symptoms when you smoke a huge amount of weed. So you know, it's nothing, it's nothing bad. But yeah. you know, there's been some some drowsiness. There's been some absolutely gnarly nightmares that yeah. I have uh, and other things. And I was watching this episode, and I'm watching Tim and Al shrink themselves down to four inches tall with a shrink ray <laughs> and jump inside the engine of a car and go flying around. And I'm thinking, like, is this is this part of it? This is sobriety. Is this is this like is this like an acid flashback? Like, am I like am am I have I lost the ability to discern between what's real and what's what's false? Have I become Tom Hanks in Mazes and Monsters? <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I am shocked that you know that film. Uh, well, as someone who plays a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, I'm familiar with mazes. Have I seen it? No. Have you I... have it. Oh, oh but it's I've on Amazon. The... You should go check it out. Oh, I'm gonna check it out. I... But I can't get high and watch it. So what am I gonna do? <laughs> I can't enjoy a thing just on its own merits without drugs. Um, this was a wild episode. It was of Home Improvement. Uh, and before we go into judgments, let's um, let's play guess that title. Okay, I've got I've got some options. And you said to me that you I have a I have a bunch of options. B you said. I, I hope that my nickname didn't steal one of your titles, yeah. and it 100% did. Oh, no. I knew uh, it. No, no, no. What's really on me for not being original? I could have guessed that you were going to do this. Okay, so some options. First, have a heart. Okay. Not great. Second, honey, I shrunk the Tim. Ooh, okay. Uh, third, this is probably the best one. I'm just going to say it right now. The next one's after. Stop listening after I say this one. Tiny Tim. Okay, I like that. That's good. Uh, The little tool men who could. Okay. And cholesterol in the family. Yeah, 
I like that. Just I actually, I, I'm I'm gonna throw out a title of my own because oh, I misread my nickname. Okay, which was I, I literally I uh, said kids yeah. in the nickname, and I had written "Honey, I Shrunk the Skids" is what I was supposed to say. That's good because I feel like it's uh, more about cars. Yeah, do cars have skids? Like cars, they, they leave skid marks. Okay, okay. Kids also leave skid marks. <laughs> Sorry, we're uh, all, so do Tim's only. If, <laughs> Yes, very true. Uh, how how right was I? Uh, not in the least. Okay, okay. Uh, what 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 in invariably disappointing title was does this episode actually have? Death begins at forty. I mean, that's technically death begins at conception. <laughs> if you really want to get into it's it, true. guys. It's thank you for listening it's, to our. It's a comedy play on podcast. life begins at forty. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I'm just saying we're kind of all dying from the minute we're born. Uh, I'm only I'm getting younger as we get older. I thought we've oh, established that I'm but- Benjamin Buttoning. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's true. That's true. You're. You're. Yes. Um. I don't have. I don't have a good joke to do off Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> all my good. I used up all my good Benjamin Button material in like 2009. <laughs> Uh, so this episode was directed by Andy Cadiff, uh, who has directed every episode of the season so far. All mm-hmm. two, three. This yes. is the third episode. Yeah. He's <laughs> three for count. three. And written by uh, Bob Bendiston. Bob? Ben- Bendit- Benditson. I can't, I can't see what you're reading, so I can't help you pronounce it. But uh, I trust you either way. He's written such episodes as Maybe Baby. Oh, okay. Where they were just, I think that was a season three premiere. Yeah, it was. Uh, Feels so long ago. Crazy For You, which we happen to know a lot about oh, at this point. So much. Dollars and Cents, which is a favorite of mine. Too Many Cooks, which is another favorite of mine. And Fifth Anniversary, which was... You know, and what's funny is that in every one of those episodes, we thought that Home Improvement was taking place in a universe that, yes... A heightened universe, yes, perhaps more cartoonish, yes, certain liberties taken with reality, <laughs> but we thought that it was a universe that still looked somewhat like ours. Yeah. It, we didn't realize we were watching Black Mirror, basically, like yeah. a science fiction show. Like, they've had this technology the whole time, Landon, <laughs> and they never once used it until now. Tim, who cannot restrain himself from using any more power over, over crazy tool, uh, has just been not using the shrink ray that they've had. Yo, God, there's so many questions we're going to get into yeah. uh, in the, the long version of this. But um, that aside, just very generally, how did you feel about this episode? You know, I want to s- – I, I Was this – okay, so I, I've been teasing the paradigm shift for a while. Yes. Do you feel it in this episode? Oh, the paradigm has shifted in a big way. <laughs> Like, like, you were talking so much about last season that the show was going to get weirder and wilder and more cartoony, and I was like, oh, Landon, oh, you. And then the first two episodes of the season happened, and I was like, oh, you. Uh, but no, this is this has marked a big departure, because previously, there's the episode where, like, Tim, uh, Tim's, like, hands start inflating crazily yeah, because right. of the, the epoxy or whatever, and it's like, what the fuck is this? And then the next scene, the first thing Tim says is, oh, that joke on Tool Time was great. Everyone yeah, loved the right. fake hands thing. And I guess they've just abandoned any pretext of reality. So, yeah, I, I, I feel the paradigm shift. Oh, yeah, I do, too. It's uh, And we we have the hardware store, uh, finally, which is a, a new location. Yes. Obviously, we have actors that, A, we've seen before mm-hmm. and that we have introduced a new one. Mm-hmm. These are characters that are going to be there and location that's going to be there through the end of the series. Oh, okay, this is their central perk. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the coffee shop in Fraser. Cafe Nervosa. Oh, I, I wouldn't see. expect you to know that. Honestly, I should have said Cafe Nervosa because I've never watched Friends. This is their Cheers. Ah, yes. 
so it's kind of interesting in that I do feel like this is this marks the paradigm shift, uh, the beginning of it. This is there, the airport from Wings. This <laughs> Nantucket, wasn't it? I, I, I have not, I've also not watched Wings. <laughs> really? Oh, Wings is a fun show. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna finish my marathon watch of Cheers and yeah. then do do Wings. Wings, if I remember correctly, um, I'm not gonna hold up to this because it's been ten years since I've watched it. But the it's one of the rare examples that the pilot and the series finale tie into each other in such a satisfying way. Ooh. Um, but honestly, I. I can't, I, I won't stand by that. I just remember that being my exposure to it. Well, guys, in a couple years, tune in for Wings work when we're going to uh, <laughs> check check Landon's perceptions for real. Uh, I could use that on a daily basis. Yeah. I thought this episode yeah, yeah. was... I'm sorry I didn't ask you. What did you think of this episode? Um, uh, I, it's almost like you can't give it... You can't say you like it or not. It's just... It's so bizarre to even like kind of comment on in a binary way. It, it kind of just was i mean yeah. I, it's I, an experience it really it, it is if you were telling someone about a three camera sitcom from the 90s and you're just like oh it's a family show about a family going through blah 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 but there's also this part in it when they shrink themselves down to four inches and go i mean that's like get a life chris elliott style weirdness that yes. shouldn't be happening on primetime abc television or at least that you wouldn't expect to see on yeah. primetime abc television <laughs> exactly yeah it's the sort of thing that would happen on it's always sunny and then at the end of the episode it's frank like on a drug trip in an alley or something <laughs> exactly, and then it would make exactly. sense maybe maybe uh the characters are on a drug trip here yeah i, I kind of feel like i am as yeah. i as i've said um well you want to go into the deep dive of this thing let's yeah let's deep dive so i guess we're go back to calling it a deep dive well huh? you you made me self-conscious about getting in my, my car analogies so um okay let's 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 uh let's get on the snoop dog train we're doing the choo-choos now. I, I guess so. We're doing the ch we're, we're doing the choo-choos We're doing now. the choo-choos. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, gross. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, let's just go. Let's just go. We're off to a great start. I think we've got really good energy and momentum here, and we're just going to plow right on ahead to this crazy episode. So we open up with Tim and Al wearing coveralls, <laughs> uh, showing off how to clean... Coveralls! You forgot what they were called? Uh, I did have a, a long note here where I was trying to remember the name of those things. And you just I like, ended on jumpsuit. Well, jumpsuit, I mean, that also would have worked, I think. But coveralls was what I was trying to think of. So you basically, you couldn't remember it, and so you did a free writing journaling exercise? <laughs> Pretty much, yes. To just, like, try and figure it out? Worksuit uh, was one of them. <laughs> work suit work which i clearly wasn't correct yeah yeah um, i mean technically technically anything can be a work suit i mean if you work naked that's your work suit onesies that wasn't a thing i mean tim is kind of like a toddler a paintman's uniform i, I don't think what's a paintman so <laughs> it's, it's a person who paints okay well you know women can paint too uh true. the preferred term is paint people fair uh anyway coveralls is what i was aiming for they prefer to be called pigment professionals. <laughs> uh, so they are in coveralls, showing off how to clean a spark plug. It is engine week on full time. Ah, yes, yes. The banner doesn't happen to be covering the calendar. Oh, do you want to just get the calendar stuff no, out now? No, because it's the same calendar. It's oh. a, the masquerade woman. Oh, okay. It hasn't changed in like a season now. I, I almost miss it now that, now that the commentary is gone. <laughs> Uh, so Tim shows how to clean a spark plug. He uses yeah. Al's beard at first. Uh, and then Tim, you know, there, well, he goes through the different ways that you can clean a spark plug. The, the, 
um, steel wool, that sort of stuff, and then yeah. goes into Al's thing. Yeah. And ends on the... Or you can use the product that this uh, show is sponsored by, which yeah. is the 6100 Spark Club... Spark plug cleaner. The first rule of Spark Club is you don't talk about Spark Club. <laughs> That's why I stopped myself. <laughs> oh, well, now I've talked about it's it. definitely so not a speech impediment. We both get kicked out. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, they use this thing to clean the spark yep. plug. And he says something about how, I, I don't remember what exactly it was, but how now it's all clean and it'll give off sparks, unlike Al, who hasn't given off a spark in years. <laughs> uh, it's, well, what, what's your question? My question is, my, my, was this just to lead into Tim's, Tim's creepy hiss thing that seems to be a habit of oh, his yes, now? Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so he, he said, you know, Al hasn't given up a spark in years, and then Al says, as opposed to your sparks, Tim, which have caused millions of dollars in damage, <laughs> and Tim just, Tim just goes... <sighs> yeah, one of those awful... Which Thanks. which is becoming like, and I want to say it is better than in previous seasons when like it was like the directive from from whoever was that no insult towards Tim can go unanswered. Tim yeah. always has to like say something horrible, threaten to fire Al, like make a really grievous injury to Al. Now Tim just hisses, yeah, like a cat or the president. <laughs> it's the lowest common denominator of uh, you can't one up me. Yeah, I, I still like it better than what was there before, but yeah. I like it a lot less than Tim just looking sad briefly and then going on <laughs> with his shenanigans. Um, and then, so you know, they've done all this, but then they start talking about tomorrow or like what's going to happen tomorrow on Tool Time. Yeah, when you know they they gesture to this car they've got there on set. We're gonna go. We're gonna shrink down and go inside the engine of this car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. I, I, can you see that I'm already confused by what's happening? Yeah, and you, like, you knew this was coming. Also, like, I was confused. Like, I mean, I didn't know. I honestly, this is not something I remember. Oh, you don't remember? I this? don't remember. You I s- feel like I should remember. You told me we I had mean, a I remember weird the. One. I remember the hardware store. I remember the heart attack episode. I don't remember them being shrunk down. Yeah, I mean, the, also, it's worth noting that the episode right before this one in the order is the world-famous Tim dropping a beam on Jill's car episode. So they follow that up with with one that completely shatters the admittedly <laughs> fragile reality of the, the, the Hamtramck cinematic yes. universe. The Cinetramic universe. Um, but, yeah, so they, yeah, he said we're going to get shrunk down and go inside this engine and take a look at what's happening. Now, I, I had a weird experience with this whole process here. Because as okay. they're wearing these coveralls, yes. the first thing, before they even mention the shrink ray, the first thing that's going through my mind, and I think it was the color of Al's coveralls, which is this orange. I'm very disappointed they weren't plaid. Yes. Although that might be too much plaid. But is there such thing as too much plaid? I mean, this show has had an entire plaid wall. You you have to, it's by law, you have to balance out as much plaid as you're wearing with denim. Oh, I see. So they, I see. they are a package deal. Well, well, maybe maybe if they have him on screen in a plaid uh, jumpsuit, then they've got a guy in a Canadian tuxedo standing next to him to, to balance it out. <laughs> it's when Jay Leno visits. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so I'm already thinking this. Seeing uh, Al's orange jumper, I'm like... Man, they look like they're off the set of Willy Wonka. <laughs> and then he says, our shrink ray, which is the scene that is reminding me, it's already reminding me of from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, because they put on those coveralls as they go into the shrink ray room. Oh, right. Yeah. I guess that is probably the reality that this show is entering, is more of a Willy Wonka yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> uh, now, here's the question. Did you ever see the movie Toy Soldiers? Oh, Toy Is that, that's the really, that's the one, uh, with, like, that's, 
the the crazy toy fa- Barry Sonnenfeld from like the nineties. It was Joe Dante, Joe Dan- uh, where the like James uh, or Tommy Lee Jones plays the like military toys. You, that come you mean to life. okay? Small soldiers. Yes, I did. Oh, that small with soldiers. Phil, Phil yeah, that's and everything. Toy soldiers is a different one, but that yeah. is very true. Uh, thank you for the correction, and so that no one writes in uh, berating me. They angrily. already have. Go on. <laughs> Okay, but I did uh, see small soldiers. So I'm wondering, um, once they were shrunk down, do you think that it's possible that these uh, uh, these little characters in our Hot Wheel pack uh, sent to us by Scott Kiersey uh, could actually be Tim Allen and uh, Richard Karn? Well, for one thing, they haven't moved in about a year. For another thing, they're still in the packaging and probably have been in the packaging since the 90s, so they lo- have long since suffocated. In fact, the the complete hermetic sealing of the package is the only thing that's kept them from their bodies from decomposing. Well, here's the thing. It it is Richard Karn who used to be uh, a home improvement person in real life. Yes. I would I a paintman, if you will. <laughs> yeah, paintman. I would uh believe that he would know how to uh be able to reapply the adhesive to to make sure that it it sticks when i'm not looking i i'm just now realizing i should have went with a toy story analogy rather than a small soldier especially given that tim allen was in that movie (laughs) uh anyway they also have cars so that they can go get sustenance uh, which my refrigerator is not too far away i i believe that they there's a possibility that they could be real You've been spending too much time in this apartment, haven't you, Landon? <laughs> a little bit. I'm just looking for some companionship. Hey, man, you know what? I Look, when I, I, believe, I believe that my toys were secretly alive for many years <laughs> after watching uh, Toy Story. So maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is for real. Um, but they, yeah, they play up this whole shrink ray. We're going to get shrunk down to the shrink yep. ray. And I'm thinking, like, okay, but this is just some of Tim's high-spirited uh, you know, yep. shenanigans. And then they say, all right, let's test it out or something. Like, like he's talking about, oh, we got it from the – they had a – they had a special at Shrink Razor Us. Yeah. It's a tiny little store with tiny little cash register and tiny employees. And and Al is just kind of giving him that look that he gives him. I'm thinking like, okay, Tim's joking around. They're yeah. not going to use a shrink ray. And then he goes, Heidi. Apparently, Heidi has gone through shrink ray, uh, you know, trade school. I, I I suppose. Yeah. I mean, and we're not saying that a woman can't operate a shrink ray. It's just we didn't know she had these qualifications. Yeah. Right. Well, maybe that's what got her the job. I, I guess. Maybe it's her shrink ray. Oh yeah, that she just brought yeah. you, she brought her shrink ray from home and that yeah, was ex- it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Maybe she used her shrink ray on the normal shorts that she had, and that's how they became the super short shorts <laughs> she was wearing. They are the overalls. She just tucks the uh, the straps <laughs> into the the back of them, um, and they they get shrunk down, uh, and they 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 shrink down behind the counter, and then they you know a, a second or two passes, and you're like. They what what just what did we see? Yeah, that was. And exactly. then some poorly green screen hands come up over top of the counter, and both Tim and L pull themselves up and stand on the counter and kind of put their arms out like, "Hey, we're we're small." And you'd think there's a punchline coming, but there's not. I, I, look, man, I'm gonna be honest. They could have <laughs> they could have climbed up there and and like like Tim Tim Allen's line could have been like the first state admitted to the union was Delaware in this day and I would and I wouldn't have noticed like I don't remember what they said because they I'm said just, nothing they, they the punchline was them climbing up onto the counter and that was that I I okay I mean well and then you're 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 doubly uh, uh confused because then you get a doll transition oh god which dolls I mean outside of just you know I, I hope that this may have been a full moon uh, Charles Band reference of uh, <laughs> Doll Man being the size of a doll, uh, getting dolls, which is another film of his, uh, swiping the frame for a transition. I don't know. It was like the dolls like come dancing through, spinning yeah. around like they're twirling. I don't know what dolls have to do with any of this. Uh, just that they're the size of a doll. I guess. 
I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying that's the logic. It was very like I was just I was I was just sitting there like I, I don't have a lot of notes for this episode because it truly broke me. And I've said <laughs> I've said many times was, on this show a, that it breaks me. There was a very long period where I'm like, I, do I need to like restart Truman? He he wasn't typing anything. This program is per- performed an illegal operation and will be <laughs> shut down. I I you had to like insert a, a paperclip into the into the thing at the back of my neck to do a factory <laughs> reboot. Uh, yeah. Um, so we go to the opening credits, which compared to what we've just seen, the opening credits feel like just completely normal. They just feel like a, <laughs> like do. a trip down memory lane. And you remember last week you, uh, you brought up your point about the 500 points. Yes. My point uh, points. And I said that it has entered my head and I would think about something. Oh no. Uh, I did notice something about it. Yeah. And I want to get your opinion. Okay. Go for it. Um, it's when Mark jumps over it that he gets 500 points. But before that, Randy also jumps over a hammer, gets no points. This is why they hate Mark so much. It's because the game treats him better than the other ones. Like Mark, <laughs> we, gets we have everything. seen that he has whooped their asses at video games in the past. That makes sense. Mark is the best at games. Mark is the game genie. That okay? That okay? See, this is good. This yeah. is a good revelation that we've come to yeah. from this. I I was in previous episodes or from this season at least. So I guess the other two episodes. I uh, I've said uh, like oh you know I'm not I'm, I wasn't paying attention to the opening credits I'll pay attention to them later I was fully intending to pay attention to the opening credits in this episode but I I kind of couldn't <laughs> like I was just I, I get it it was a lot yeah it was, it was a, lot. a lot yeah um so we go from the theme credits into the backyard where the kids are in Wilson's backyard yeah yeah not just any backyard <laughs> we're in the big W this is the first time that they've ever been on the other side of the fence. Is that true? Yeah, it must yeah, be. The yeah, they've thrown the... snowballs over there. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's that that that's a whole other ball game from uh, <laughs> a whole other snowball game. Yeah, um, and they are building a tool man. Yep, a, a legit tool man out of a man out of tools. Yes, maybe more accurate way to put it. Well, they call it a tool man later. Yeah. So I think I, we're it's a tool right. man for the tool man. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we learned that it's Tim's birthday and uh, they have stolen all of his tools to build this uh, tin man looking tool man. Yeah. Out of tools. Was there ever an episode of this show, or maybe multiple episodes, where Tim makes very clear that he wants no one in his family, including his loved ones, to ever touch his tools? I seem to remember an episode, maybe episode two, where he was going to disown Mark and uh, sell him back to the factory, which uh, he did to his previous son. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's great that they've all moved on from, from this, and they have the... Like it's it's really it's really something to, for your tool-loving dad's birthday, to appropriate a bunch of his tools and basically weld them and staple them and nail them <laughs> together to form oh, that's right brad knows how to weld now i guess that must that must be it he probably yeah. stole the, the welding torch for that too um <laughs> to make them basically inoperable as tools yeah. but yeah they're, so they're building it's like the 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 chest and stomach of it is like a toolbox, a, a toolbox and it's got like an oil can head mm. and and wrenches for legs and the needle uh needle nose pliers for the nose for tim's needle nose which is important to note because it comes back into play for some reason later on <laughs> uh yeah and so wilson comes out and in a beautifully framed shot he walks out right behind the tool man so yeah. his face is blocked of course and they've, they've started getting more daring with it yeah. this season which i'm honestly enjoying uh i i think that we have a lot more games like that to come i i've i'm aware i remember one episode where they're in his house and it's all kinds of fun stuff i think that's the season Oh, it if is? If memory serves me, I think that happens this season, yeah. Oh, man, they're, they're, this this season really is picking up. You yeah. weren't lying to me all last season. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the, the stomach is filled with beer and corn nuts. And... Yeah, which I wanted to bring up as a point of order. Yeah. Uh, those aren't two things that I would uh, find synonymous with Tim. True. Well, he doesn't drink that much, I will say. Yeah. But on the other hand, he like those are two stereotypically manly things. Yeah. 
Also, okay. also, I will note that I don't like beer or corn nuts. So what does that say <laughs> about me? But uh, yeah, it. it I don't know. I, I could I could see it fitting because it's just like ah, it's what a man. Oh man, no, men don't eat quinoa. They eat beer and corn nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there are other manly foods. Like they could have packed it full of raw meat or something. Yeah, I mean, Randy's got to have a lot of that lying around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, cer- certainly there's... <laughs> Raw meat and barbed wire. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he can take all the barbed wire from that toilet seat cover that his dad sure, made. Yeah, yeah um, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just that that's what they were able to get a hold of, yeah. I guess. So, uh, also, let's appreciate that the, that the kids, one of whom now is probably 13 or 14 years old, yeah. stealing beer from dad, not <laughs> drinking it, just to make a gift for their yeah, dad. right. Sweet. Uh, here's a question. What would you have in the stomach of your tool man? Uh, in the stomach of my tool man... I would most likely have kimchi. It would be packed full. Of, it would it, a week ago. It would have been pot and kimchi. It would have been. It would well. Yeah. It would, have, it would have been a cloud of weed vapor and kimchi. And now there's no vapor, which means just room for more kimchi. Nice. Uh, but now my favorite green substance is now kimchi. Uh, <laughs> uh, what would be inside yours? Oh man. Um. Uh, can you fit ho- uh, Italian horror films in there? <laughs> so okay. I I thought that you meant just like things that you consume. Like oh, okay. So food, okay. Yeah. Food wise, um, spaghetti squash, mm-hmm. um, spaghetti squash. Uh, except, well, I I'm a little I've I've been turned off the spaghetti squash a little bit because that I I demolished my I cut it open really bad on Thanksgiving. I missed Thanksgiving. Um, uh, cutting open a spaghetti squash. Yeah, we so. and we we missed we missed you at the at the, <laughs> at the at the dinner because of that. Yeah, so I'm a I'm a little I've got a, I'm a little gun shy when it comes to spaghetti squash. So I don't know that and it's not in season right now. So oh, even oh, even worse. Yeah. Um, uh, coffee for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that good. would replace very, the beer. A very wired tool man. <laughs> uh, coffee and oh god, I I don't know. I feel like I eat a pretty wide variety of things maybe gnocchi oh yeah gnocchi's good yeah gnocchi's good yeah i do that yeah maybe that okay well then i'll keep that in mind for your next birthday <laughs> and i will steal a bunch of your italian horror I definitely movies don't want them at the same time to build them. <laughs> nope sorry that's what you've got you've got a big old thing of coffee with gnocchi floating in it a caprese sandwich how about that oh man yeah i'd actually yeah i'd feel okay mine would be filled with kimchi and either burrata or mozzarella cheese <laughs> it, it would be real stinky after like 10 minutes would you put kimchi on a caprese sandwich i on as a, an experiment i would expect to experiment yes yeah. had i had i uh enough quantity of mozzarella that i wouldn't be worried about potentially wasting it yes i would absolutely try that i'm getting so hungry <laughs> thinking about this um just go home and make one of your patented peanut butter sriracha <laughs> sandwiches that that's a that's a poor facsimile for for this so anyway, Tim comes out. Well, Jill is Jill is out and looking at what they're making, yeah. and that's applauds them. Yeah, way to go. And then Tim comes out of the house and sees that the boys are fiddling around with something in Wilson's backyard, and yeah. says, "Oh, you're making a birthday gift for your talented, studly father." And Jill <laughs> goes, "No, it's for you." <laughs> that was a great line. Yes, uh, and she kind of pushes him inside, and they they keep uh, talking about what Tim wants for his birthday. Yeah. And what he wants is a massive, massive steak. Yeah. A gigantic, super thick steak with uh, seasoned with 13 cups of salt. <laughs> Which is just about exactly what he made uh, in the man's kitchen. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, except that he throws it away and doesn't even eat it <laughs> in the man's right. kitchen. Uh, and then he wants to follow that up. And look, listen, guys. He's, he's going to throw it away anyway. I mean, he's not going to eat it. He does want her to make it so he can throw it away <laughs> as a power move just to show, you know what being a man really is? It's killing an animal so that you can eat it, but you don't eat it, and you throw it away just to say, 
who's boss. It's a conspicuous statement of of uh, not only power but also of just wealth and and, <laughs> exactly. and, and Americanism, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and then and then listen, guys. You know, you've just eaten. Uh, picture yourself, everyone, having just eaten a massive, massive steak, big, heavy <laughs> meal of red meat. What do you want to do immediately after that? That's right. You want to go have sex. There's nothing <laughs> that makes a guy hornier than eating a gigantic amount of food. Well, there's if we've learned anything about Tim on this show, it's that he has made weird associations with sex. Y- yes, true. Well, and he does he does want like his plan is that after his steak, after yeah. the boys go to bed, he and Jill will have sex in the garage on the workbench. Yeah. Well, you know, I I would imagine too that that's that seems like a pretty common thing, or com- more common than you would think. Of like, they have sex in the garage a lot. We've seen it happen a bunch of times. Like, it's not a special occasion I mean, thing. Get, associating a specific food with sex, you know, oh, like yeah. I'm sure if uh, you know p- the people that are into using chocolate or strawberries and stuff like that. Yeah. I bet if they're having a strawberry at lunch one day, they're like, "Oh, okay, I, this is uh, another sign." A little, little weird. Yeah, Seinfeld yeah. episode thing. There. Yeah. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. George. Yeah, but he's doing pastrami and pastrami. French fries, and <laughs> then and then he gets. Incorporating all kinds of stuff, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just want to tell everyone right now that I don't have any weird associations with kimchi. The only (laughs) weird association I have with it is that I tend to eat a lot of it before I record this podcast. I have one weird association. It's not with food. Uh, Maybe this is completely inappropriate to go into, but... We've got the explicit tag. uh, I've done jury duty out here once, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was waiting, you know, just, you're sitting there in the room all day long. They've got the rule here, one day, one trial. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're not just waiting days on end. Yeah. But it's a long fucking day. Yeah. And uh, I was in a place with this girl at the time, and she knew I was in, you know, the waiting room of jury duty, and she was sending me nudes all day. Nice. And uh, the next time that I got my jury summons, I got a little hot under the collar. (laughs) (laughs) Landon, that's the worst. I got kind of excited. I'm like, ooh, jury duty. <laughs> you know, if they made that part of the thing, like, if, if, like, part of jury duty, it's like you get, like, a bus pass and 40 bucks a day, but then also you get nudes texted to you throughout the day, I think way more people would be thrilled about jury duty. Like, if I, if, if someone texted you nudes every time you filed your taxes and every time you got jury duty, I think that, that this country would just work a lot better. Things would run more smoothly. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's all consensual. Yeah, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so anyway, Tim, uh, Tim is so excited for, for this, for his, you know, his big birthday bash, big birthday bang, if you will. And, (laughs) and Jill is kind of saying like, Hey Tim, you're turning 40, you know, like maybe you're too old to be having sex on a workbench in the garage. And yeah, what about a bed? Yeah. Yeah. And Tim says, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not 40. I mean, I've got the endurance and stamina of a man half my age. And, (laughs) um, Jill is kind of doubting him on this and pointing out his flab, and and Tim insists that men age better than women, oy, oy, oy. which is a great thing to say to the woman who you're trying to convince to not only cook you a huge piece of meat but have sex with you in an unsanitary yeah. place. But she has to; it's his birthday. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't know what's worse: the bros who actually laugh like that, or the people who make fun of bros laughing like that. Well, the problem the problem with with doing a thing in jest is that eventually it becomes habit, and then you're just part of the problem. <laughs> Like I, I started calling people bro in as like a joke on bros, like yeah. you know, ten years ago, and now I call everyone bro. Just you, as a, you've reappropriated it. I've reappropriated it. Oh yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so you know, he, he gets that shot in, and then Jill says, "Why? Uh, well, if if that's if you know, if women don't age so well, then how come all the young guys at college are hanging around me?" Yeah, yeah. How about that? 
And and I'll tell you why, Jill. It's because you are so hot. That's why. <laughs> She's doing a thing with her hair this season where it's just like straight, short hair. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot better than the thing she was doing in previous seasons. It's better I than the Marsha am... Clark poodle perm. No comment on that. <laughs> I'm so, it didn't happen during jury duty, so it's not, <laughs> it's it's okay. Uh, so from there... Yeah, we, I mean, I don't know how that scene ends. I kind of like, as soon as he said men age better than women, I checked out. That's, that's fine. Look, the real meat of the episode is coming right up here. Uh, yeah, we, we go from that into tool time. <clears throat> um, and you know, it, it immediately starts in a weird place. So I'm just going to take this opportunity to go into Karn Corner, uh, right away. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay, so this, uh, uh we are going to go into... Carn Corner. Hey, Carn Corner, and who's who brought us Carn Corner this <laughs> brought week? Brought to you by our patron, uh, John Smith. Oh, thank you, John. Yeah, he he, he sponsored enough uh, anonymously. I can't divulge how much he's uh, uh, done for us, but um, enough that he gets a Carn Corner for the rest of the month. Oh, congratulations! So how about that? Yes. Um, so uh, we are recording a little prematurely, and we didn't we, we posed the question. To Richard Karn, but haven't got a response yet, so you'll have yes. to wait till next week. Um, so, sorry, John Smith, you sponsored it, and this is what we give you in return. <laughs> but there is a interesting bit of trivia I found that uh, I think is is uh, equatable. Apparently, uh, Mr. Karn and uh, Casey Sander, who plays Rock from yeah. the K and B Construction Crew, uh, attended junior high together what? in Seattle. Um, even though Richard Karn was a year younger. Interesting. Interesting. Or I don't know if he's a year younger, but he was a year behind him. Yeah. Huh. Well, do you think was they think that's how he got the job, or was it just like you know? Uh... Well, it's definitely not how. He, or you mean how Rock got the job? Yeah, how, how Rock how, got the uh, not Casey how Richard Sander got yeah, the yeah. job. Yeah, that's a good question. That I don't know. We should ask Richard Karn that for next week's Karn Corner. We should. Yeah. I'll, well, it wouldn't be next week. It would be the week after because I've already asked him the question for this week. Well, we should just ask him a bunch of questions. Which is <laughs> kind of get, that's basically we will get to the bottom segment, of it. How about that? Yes, we will get to the bottom of it. On unsolved Karn stories. <laughs> um, so that is uh, a little bit of trivia this week. Yeah. For Richard Karn and Karn Corner. Yeah. Uh, G- give it a rating. One out of five. One out of five? That yeah. that that Karn Corner? I'm putting you on the spot. Uh, I'm going to say three okay. out of five. I take I take that. Yeah, that, you take that. That. Feels, I, that feels about right. You know, it's good. Look, when we get the answers on, like, this is a good. Pre- if we get a good answer from him about how like they knew each other and yeah. if that resulted in him getting the job, then I would say that that bumps it up to a four. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I so, was expecting a, another half point, but you're giving me a full point. I, you know what, man, I'm generous. All right, Mister Karn, uh, listen, I am relying on you to get me another point out of the system. So um, please uh, give me a good answer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Snoop Dogg, uh, please blast this when you're smoking Indos. Uh, so, we get out of Carn Corner and we go back to the set of Tool Time, which is weird. It is weird. Get ready to get weird, guys. Yes, let's get weird. Debbie, Dern- Debbie Durning is there. This is how weird it's getting. I'm changing everyone's name. Debbie Dunning is there. She is. And she's playing Heidi. She's playing Hiding. Heidi. Hiding. She's Heidi in plain sight. And. <laughs> She, who are you, me? <laughs> I, 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 maybe it is. This is a weird episode. Uh, why don't you tell me some facts about the show Frasier? Uh, so she comes in, and I don't even really remember what she says, but basically just, hey guys, the hosts of this show are yeah. inside the engine of this car right now. This is a normal it's, thing that happens in the world. I think even the audience, I mean, because this scene starts with her going, does everybody know what time it is? And the audience is already confused because they give a very low energy 
tool time. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, where are the hosts of the show? And Heidi then steps out from her little uh, corner that she's sequestered in and uh, walks the into Heidi frame. Corner. <laughs> the Heidi corner. Walks into frame and she's like giving the intro to the show and introduces our hosts who are already inside the engine of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit on that for a second. <laughs> it's like you'd think that showmanship, like the, for like, because if this, if we're assuming that the episode of Tool Time has just begun and people are just tuning in and didn't see yesterday's episode, <laughs> like at least show them getting shrunk down. You yeah. have a shrink ray. Show this thing on camera. You yeah, paid right. all the money. Um, but yeah, so then we we basically push in on the engine. Yeah, and then I guess. I guess they shrunk down a cameraman. I, that was a note of mine as well. Clearly, they they shrunk down a cameraman. Multiple cameramen, or what? they shrunk down just cameras and placed them like GoPros all over the inside of this engine block. So many technological innovations in this episode, <laughs> with such ramifications for surveillance technology and everything else for colonoscopies. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, I, so we go inside the engine. We interspace into the engine. Yeah. We, and Tim and I look. Here's my note for this whole scene. I can't even describe what I've seen here. <laughs> So it's going to be very vague, but Tim and Al are there inside the engine. Yeah, so basically they're looking for signs that your engine uh, has some wear and tear. What could be the uh, problem with it? And they start going through. So they're they're standing on the head of a piston as it's going up and down. Well, they're first they're in like some... Oh, that's like, right. They they get flushed through the whole system. It's very bizarre. Yeah, they have, they're like in one part of the engine. We're not the right people to talk about what this is. But then it's like, okay, we need to go it's check out probably this part. a tube and a pipe. It, well, they do go through a tube pipe, but so like I think Heidi, tur- they tell it's, it's Heidi a, to another turn very in. Willy Wonka sort of thing. Yeah, it, it, no, it totally. They totally get on is. a boat. There's a weird worm crawling over someone's face. The the rowers won't stop rowing. <laughs> a head of a chicken gets cut off. <laughs> I have horrible nightmares for years, and uh, we're on the head of a piston. And, well, yeah, but they they she turns on the engine. They get sucked down through it. We see like multiple shots of them whoa, whoa, tumbling through. Yeah. This is not green screened very well but on the other hand i almost kind of like it better because of how (laughs) corny the effect looks like it because everything in there is composited together it almost looks more convincing than when it's just them on set yeah looking one inch tall uh so yeah they're standing on the head of a piston and they identify like oh there's rust or corrosion up there yeah you look for you know um is there something wrong with the piston head you look for the walls of the piston you know that surround the the Chassis, I don't know what the whatever you call it, the thing that surrounds the piston that Tim got his arms locked in. Yeah, uh, back in season one, we can remember perfectly like when Tim has done things <laughs> with engines before. We can't remember what any of these things are called. Uh, and then they they spot the the charred um, was it another spark plug? I don't know something up, up above them. Yeah. Um, the the real the real point here is that Tim and Al are small and they're in an yeah. engine. And I would imagine, I mean, he Al does say it's dangerous, but I would imagine it's utterly terrifying. I mean, I'm afraid to open the hood of my car with my engine running. Oh, yeah. And this is like, they're on top of it. And look, here's what I do know about how the engine of a car works, because I saw this in a commercial for Pennzoil, <laughs> I think. But the like the pistons go up and down, and there's like little bits of gas getting shot in there and then sparked to explode yeah. and drive the pistons up and down, which I guess is what makes the wheels turn. And that's ultimately. what the spark plug was for. Yeah, okay, that makes sense now. Slowly but surely, I'm learning how cars work. Uh, <laughs> but so standing on top of one of these pistons, not only are you getting are you getting smashed up into the top of the thing and down again, there's like fire and explosions in there (laughs) exactly um and i have a little note here um this is from the imdb trivia 
of something else they got wrong. Okay. Which seems like uh, an oversight, considering how accurate to most tool things and car things that this show is. Yeah. Uh, they call it, Heidi says that they are inside of a Chevy small block 350, mm-hmm. according to the IMDb trivia. And I'm just going to read this verbatim. Um, when it's introduced, they say they're working on a Chevy 350, even though uh, they're working on Tim's 66 Ford Mustang. Uh, well, there you go. We, oh, that's we, his car. We mentioned the Mustang last yeah. Okay, there you go. So they do have three cars. Okay. Um, and unless he modified it, it has a 290, uh, 289 cubic inch V8. Uh, so you can uh, also see the distributor uh, is in the front of the carburetor where the Chevy 350 is a distributor located behind the car. So basically, they got the wrong engine. <laughs> you had car. one job, guys. <laughs> is there another IMDb trivia that just IMDb trivia that, that just says uh, shrink rays don't exist? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. Oh, Not even under the goofs. So what you so what you're trying to tell me is shrink rays do exist. I that's exactly what I'm telling you. Um, yeah. So they then they diagnose this problem, and then they I guess have the car get started up again, and they got shot out the tailpipe. Yep. And land, and then they get deshrunkified. Well, Tim gets deshrunkified. He does, and he stands up wearing a different coverall, a totally soiled cover, like his. But cover- it's a different color. Well, yeah, because it's been because it was it was totally like it was orange when it's he orange goes on in the there. inside. It was orange the whole time they're running around the inside. It's orange when you see him come out of the tailpipe, and then when he gets scaled back up again. It's as sooty and black as John McClane's tank top at the end of Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, but underneath the soot and the black, it's the tan one that he was wearing at the beginning of the episode. It wasn't the orange one he was wearing. I'm just calling out continuity errors, nudity errors, C- continuity errors. <laughs> are you at, are you at jury duty? <laughs> Or jury nudie. Uh, so <laughs> Tim gets scaled up, but uh, and and he goes walking around the car. But uh oh, guys, <laughs> guys, guess what? Al doesn't. Uh oh, and he's still down there. And um, he he peeks his head out from underneath the car, saying, "Hey, God, I'm wait a minute. Help me, help me." Now, would your voice be that high if you're that small? I don't. Your voice would merely be audible if your yeah, if your vocal cords it's, are that it's small. It's not that your voice gets higher; it's just it gets dimmer. Well, it gets dimmer right? and also higher. What I mean, I think higher? that, well, I mean, um, little people, uh, wh- like, some of them oh. tend to have, like, Mickey Kramer's friend on, right. on oh, okay. Seinfeld has, like, a higher-pitched voice because his whole vocal system is smaller but and thus... Why do koala bears sound like death metal artists? Uh, because they're extreme. <laughs> It has something to do with their metabolism, I think, right? Probably. I also want to apologize to little people. You guys are just as extreme as koala bears. (laughs) I didn't mean to suggest that you're not capable of being extreme. Um, But yeah, so Tim jokes around about stepping on Al. It tells people, okay, when you're leaving today, if you step on something small and squishy, it might be Al. And he doesn't joke about it. He legitimately steps on Al. And that's the transition we get. Yeah, is is a foot with Al stuck to the bottom of it. We also, this is the end of this bit. This is the end of, like, that's the last time we see Al in this episode. So, for all we know, Al just, this could be Richard Karn's last episode. Al has died, guys. Yeah, Al is just a tiny man running around the studio trying not to get squished for the rest of Home Improvement. Uh, well, he did get squished, so, I mean... Well, that's a transition, though. We don't know if we can trust the transitions. Uh, okay, all right. I don't know if I can trust anything in this reality anymore. <laughs> Uh, it's true, it, and but that's you're exactly right. They draw no attention to this thing being a gag, mm-hmm. and the the question that I have is, you know, just like the hand thing, and we we've had a few instances where we get the sense that Al is in on the joke. Yeah. Um, if that's the case, then that means that it was scripted and and performed by not Richard Carn, but by Al Borland to come out of underneath the car screaming, "Hey, wait a minute!" 
Yeah. Um, which seems like a very weird choice for Al Borland to make. Yes. I... Why wouldn't in that, that writer's room for tool time, why wouldn't he just go, I don't think so, Tim. I, 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 I have nothing for you. I'm so, I am so shocked by this. This goes back to my theory that Al Borland actually ghostwrites this whole show. <laughs> That all of this humor actually comes from Al Borland. You know what? It would make sense. He he does ha- he is prone to whimsy and flights of fancy, and this is whimsical and fanciful. Maybe maybe it is like a Stephen King scenario. He he's a lonely man, uh, and has created this character in Tim the Two Man Taylor that is the exact opposite, the person, the the man that he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote himself into the story. So now you've got Al Borland. Uh, portraying a different version of Al Borland, much like Stephen King in the Dark Tower books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he eventually gives himself a girlfriend. He's like, maybe I'll explore that idea. So this whole thing is coming from inside Al's head. This sounds, I like, I agree, but it sounds a lot more like the fan theory about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where it's all in Cameron's, Cameron's head, head yeah. and he made up Ferris, and, and Sloan is just this hot girl he has a crush on. So you're saying this whole show is made up by Cameron? Yes. He is wearing a Detroit Red Wings Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he demolishes a hot rod. Even because he hates Tim. <laughs> and, like, if you watch that scene carefully after the hot rod crashes out the back of the house, I guess Ferris Bueller's Day Off spoiler, you see Tim and Al climb, a tiny Tim and Al climb out of the engine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. We go to a very special place. The hardware store. Yes. This is the first time, Harry's Hardware, the first time we see this location. Yes. I also just want to point out, in no other scene in this show does Tim ever mention, hey, I got shrunk down to a tiny size and ran around inside an engine. (laughs) Doesn't, Doesn't get mentioned at all. Or that we did this gag on the show. No, yeah. no, it's just it's just like a it's normal just a day. thing that exists in this for your, just you and me. Yeah. I think that's what it was created for, to give us content. No, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, thank you guys. You've succeeded there. So we're at the, yeah, they're at the hardware store. Yes. Uh, we, we go to the hardware store. Harry's Hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time we see this location, and the first time we meet uh, uh, Harry. Yeah. Do you know this, uh, this guy? No, I, I, wait, is it, was it Biff from Back to the Future? He looked kind it was of like not him. Tom Wilson. No, no. Uh, this is. You threatened to not do that anymore, but I, I knew it. I, I knew said it. I was going to pull it. back on it. I oh. didn't say I would quit entirely. Can't stop the rock. <laughs> we are going to go into character actor corner, yeah. presented by our patron Cheyenne. Okay, thank you, Cheyenne. Yeah, uh, this is Blake Edwards. Oh, Blake Edwards. That sounds familiar. Uh, he, you might know him best from uh, some of the Adam Sandler films. Or, I'm sorry, Blake Edwards is the director of Pink Panther. This is Blake Clark. Blake Clark. I don't know that name. Okay. <laughs> Blake Clark. Wow. Uh, I did just watch the Pink Panther movie, so maybe that's why it's in my head. Uh, he He's part of the Sandler-verse. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he's he been around forever doing... Uh, I'm trying to find his first credit here. Um he goes back to MASH. He was on an episode of MASH in 83, so how Damn. about that? Uh, he was even on the show after MASH. Oh. The the short-lived spinoff of, uh, of MASH. Um, so he's been around for a while. Was uh, he on Monster MASH, the uh, <laughs> horror-themed version of MASH? <laughs> he was on Remington Steel. Oh. Uh, he was in... Now, this is this is kind of what I know him for. Uh, roles like in the a movie called Ladybugs, the Jonathan uh, oh, yeah. Landis, uh, yeah, and and uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. So he played um like 
the uh, hard-nosed coach of another team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the bad guy. Coach. The, he in this era, he was constantly playing um, stuff like that. So he played like a motorcycle cop in Love Potion Number Nine, which is one of Sandra Bullock's uh, first uh, movies. Um, Grace Under Fire, Drew Carey. So he was an ABC guy before he became part of the Sandlerverse. Uh, little known fact: we now have a one degree of separation. From the show, because I, the movie that I told you that I was an extra in behind oh, yeah. James Cromwell, yeah, he's also in. Oh my god! So now we share a credit with uh, Home Improvement. Yeah, well, th- this is this is great. You should be <laughs> if you count me being a speck on a screen uh, way in the background. And I do, and I do. That's amazing. That's amazing, man. You should do a DVD commentary for the new re-release of Home Improvement. <laughs> uh, I believe we do that every season. You know, you're right. Every episode, in fact. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that is Blake Clark, um, and uh, that has been Character Actor Corner. Thank you, Cheyenne. Yeah, thank you for for bringing us that uh, that moment and, and bringing us that revelation that Landon is uh, this closely connected to uh, we, we've gotten too close. So we've we've we're a part of the story now. Now I do want to uh, make a caveat here. We do have caveat two, corner. <laughs> we have two other actors in the scene. Uh, Jim Laboria and Al Fan. However, we've gone into their character actor corners in the past. Jim Laboria yes. played the the butcher. Yes. Um, oh, yes. In the man's kitchen. Yeah. Uh, he has apparently switched jobs. Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and isn't he also the brother-in-law of the of the guy who runs? Oh yeah, I guess Denver. so. Yeah, of yeah. Wes, Wes yeah. Davidson. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, and he also played the reindeer delivery guy last season in yes. the Christmas episode. Um, and then Al Fan, who plays Felix the plumber, who yeah. we saw in my favorite episode bubble bubble, bubble, bubble total, total trouble, trouble. <laughs> i should just go blah 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 just to take it away from you uh but then you would be a dick yes i i would be and god forbid we should do anything like that uh okay so let's go into the scene yeah tim is looking to get some new needle nose pliers because his other ones have gone missing yeah um and and harry convinces him to buy 12 to get one free uh, and you know, it's just kind of, just sort of men being men, just all, all backslapping yeah. and talking about their manly jobs. Locker room talk. <laughs> exactly. Grabbing various things by various places. Um, but then, uh, Harry is offering jerky to everybody. Yeah. Harry's offering jerky to everybody. Yeah. And beef jerky. Beef jerky. Yes, of course. Not, not, not like as a, not like a favor jerky. <laughs> he does have a back room. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta pay. Adults you, only. You've, you've gotta buy 13 needle nose pliers to go back there. <laughs> Uh, by 12 the 13th one is free but if you buy 13 the 14th happens in the back room the 13th the 14th is a happy ending <laughs> um but so he's offering this beef jerky to everybody tim tim takes some and he offers some to um the plumber felix felix and felix says oh no doctor's got me on a low-fat diet and tim just looks at him and says oh I just started huh oh, it's like god just dick move it's man talk don't be so don't yeah, be such a sissy just in the locker room yeah <laughs> we're having fun we love being here this isn't <laughs> causing us deep internal damage and then uh uh benny says uh well if you're a real man you can eat whatever you want the dumbest thing i think i've ever heard hey <laughs> hey hey benny well that's that is setting up his character pretty accurately <laughs> hey benny you're a real man why don't you eat this cyanide capsule <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Or are you a woman? <laughs> uh, I, I honestly wouldn't wouldn't miss uh, miss people who s- start sentences by saying "if you're a real man" by yeah. giving them cyanide. Um, you know, and I think Harry's saying, "Oh, my grandfather ate this every day, and he lived to be a hundred years old, or whatever." And he goes into I, I don't remember exactly what he how he spun himself into this, but he's like, 
you know, I'm, oh, I'm super healthy. I don't need to go on a low fat diet. I could, you know, I was in the merchant Marines. I can do. What? No, he was in the regular Marines. Regular. What, what is the difference? I don't know that I know. The, the merchant Marines is just like, I, I mean, that's, that's like, that's not even really a, an armed services branch so much as it's, it's just, just mercenaries. Like, well, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> it's like the French foreign legion. No, I think that's just like, that's just like people who work on like ships basically, oh, or like, it's like, or like okay. the merchant Marine Academy is like a government service that trains you to work on a ship i don't know someone write in only ships that are sending things to marketplaces correct (laughs) (laughs) that's so much better than fraser (laughs) i know we just we yeah we just need a soundboard and and sound effects I don't know. He says something about having been in the service, and they're razzing him like, oh, yeah, the Postal Service. Yeah, yeah, you only fought a poodle or something. And And then then he, of course, in true I-gotta-be-a-man fashion, um, says, oh, I used to be able to do however many push-ups on our fists. Yeah. And so he gets down and he's like, count them off, and starts doing – he gets to almost five, and then he – Slows down and stops, and he's. They have to help him up, and um, they go. What's the matter, Harry? Are you having a heart attack? <laughs> and Harry goes, Yeah, actually, I think I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real Dick Cheney moment there. Vice in theaters now. Uh, so, so this is, um, and then, and then the 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 transition out of this scene as Tim is realizing the fragility of human life is like the scene gets stamped with like a grade A or something stamp, like for beef. And then the scene falls over backwards, and then, like, two soles of feet pop up as though the scene was standing on feet and is keeled over dead. Cool. I, weird. It's a very morbid transition. And very conceptual. <laughs> so Tim comes home. Yep, we're back home into the kitchen. Yeah. Where Jill is uh, doing something She's housewifey. Got, she's got a huge slab of meat, like, under a piece of butcher paper, and also, like, a gigantic uh, thing of salt. And says like, "Oh, Tim, you know, I've got your got your birthday dinner ready here, and your birthday seasoning, and <laughs> here's your salt lake." And Tim pretty much says like, "Oh, no, 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 cancel the steak. No, I got to start eating better. I got to start being healthy." She's like, w- "What the hell happened?" And and he says, "Well, you know, the Harry had a heart attack. He's going to be fine, but uh, you know, it's just you know, I'm 40 now. I'm getting older. Like he was the he talks about how." Harry was the healthiest guy he knew. They were both on the football team together. Yeah. You know, Harry was in the Marines for all those years. He was in better shape than Tim, and he had a heart attack. And, and Jill is saying, you know, and Tim's saying, like, I'm middle-aged now. I have to deal with that. And Jill says, you're not middle-aged. You're, I mean, just this morning, you were 20. And Tim goes, this morning I was 20. Now I'm 40. By dinner, I'll be dead. And Jill says... <laughs> By tomorrow, <laughs> then that means by tomorrow morning I'll be remarried. <laughs> one of those, one of those strapping twenty-year-old dudes at college. <laughs> I love that line. So Tim is being very paranoid now about yeah. his health. Like he's very scared that he's, uh, you know, dying. Yeah, uh, of course we're all dying, but he's very, uh, very worried about all this. And Jill is just clowning him relentlessly about it because he's being so paranoid. Yeah. And I, on the one hand, it's funny to see Tim being health conscious and to see Jill going after him. On the other hand, it kind of makes me mad because Tim is getting like angry at Jill. Like he's just looking at her, like I'm not laughing about this. Yeah, yeah like, it's all jokes and hahas until uh, until Tim gets some boohoos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a quote that, that is I a, just came up. Those with. Are, you know, Landon, I, you can't use this this highly technical LA comedy scene <laughs> terminology, or our listeners won't understand it. <laughs> um, so. 
It's like he, at one point he's saying like, "What's what's this ugly lump on my neck?" And she goes, "It's your head." <laughs> yeah, that was that was funny. And then t- and then Tim goes, "Can't anyone in this house have a conversation without being sarcastic?" And it's like, whose fault is that, yeah, Tim? Seriously, who Tim, set you, the tone? Who's the tone setter? Yeah, it's not like you you know, Jill is like, "Hey, I'm." It's very important to me that I go back to school and learn a new trade and develop a new thing. And Tim's like, oh, ho, ho, laugh, laugh, laugh." But yeah, then, right. Then Tim comes home deciding he suddenly wants to. I, I don't need to explain why it's it's, it's very annoying. Uh, and I, I was also very conflicted in this scene because this is, for one thing, I, I kind of liked that they were tackling something a little serious. And yeah. Tim, you know, I don't like how he was executing it, but I do think that it, I like that he was taking it seriously. Yeah, certainly. I think it leads to a nice humble moment he has later in the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I could kind of relate <laughs> yeah. in this moment. I yeah. had a moment the other night, uh, being sick where I just had the shivers and thought, oh, I might be having a heart attack right now. Yeah. And, you know, being a single guy, I was like, fuck, I might die alone in my apartment. <laughs> Landon, I want you to know you can always call me if you think you're having, well, you should call 911 yeah, first. Yeah, I'll call 911. Then if you think you're having, but yeah. then, then immediately after that, yeah. next one on Well, I'll down. call you after I call 911 so that you can help with my medical bills. Uh, is that how it works? <laughs> I didn't say I would do that. I just said I'd be there on speakerphone to just get you through. By the way, have we talked about our Patreon? <laughs> With a $5 uh, tier, you can help me support my health insurance. Yeah, if you don't want Landon to die, you have to contribute to our <laughs> Patreon. If, and if you and not contributing is basically saying you you are trying to kill him. Like, you're, you're guilty of murder if you're not contributing to our Patreon. But you know what? I forgive you. I don't. Oh. And, okay. I, and I hold a grudge. And you're, and you're the one that's going to be alive after I'm gone, so you're uh, you're the one that they have to look out for. And I won't have this podcast to do anymore, so I'll have lots of time to go exact revenge on every last one And you'll one never of you. know where he is. Yes. The silence is scarier than the sound. And I've I've seen Landon's will, and he uh, he willed me a butterfly knife, so uh, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> pretty exciting stuff. Uh, so from this... Yeah, so from the you know, uh, Tim, I was about to say Landon starts doing this. We get a blood pressure transition. Yes, well, Tim, Tim starts calling every doctor he knows, oh, and yeah. then and then you get a blood pressure cuff transition. He's out back gardening then, uh, and like freaking out about this pimple on his neck. He's using a couple of silver spades to try and yeah study it. I don't know why you don't just go in the bathroom to look at it. Like, yeah, why well, do you use to, mirrors? Yeah, well, why do you have to repurpose you, one? Tool? You have created a closet in which you have. Oh, I don't know if there are mirrors in there or not. I guess not, because that would have been a, a pain in the ass for the cameraman. Prob- oh, yeah, probably so. But I would imagine somewhere in there, there's got to be full-length mirrors, right? Yeah, you'd think somewhere in yeah. the house, yeah. Uh, but so, you know, Brad and Randy come home and yeah. uh, give Tim some shit. For now, his... I, wa- I got to mention something here, because yeah. this is the first instance of something, uh, and it's so nonchalant, but something that comes into play so deeply into the show. Brad is wearing a soccer uniform. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I mean, you can't not notice it. It's yeah. just so bright and loud. But yeah. um, he he becomes like a soccer player in the show. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that we've seen him in full uh, soccer regalia. It's a big breakthrough. It's a big moment for him. I'm kind of yeah. surprised that Tim hasn't made a bigger deal about like, nah, no, none of my son's playing some European sport. He should be playing football. <laughs> Because Hank Hill, a much better father, has that exact reaction when Bobby tries to play uh, soccer. I think I remember that episode. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that episode. The team is called, like, The Wind or something. Like, <laughs> well, all the well, all the football players, like, you know, Joseph and yeah. whoever get in the mud. Like, Bobby's just running around, like, playing and eating orange slices. <laughs> also, I don't, I don't know why this caught on, but uh, one of the big fashion things of the time was wearing soccer, um, like wearing the the Adidas Sambas 
and umbro shorts that you would wear for soccer <laughs> as just a fashion thing. Like, you'd wear that around. I, I'm sure I have plenty of photos of me as a kid wearing those things. Ooh. Well, if you if you contribute uh, at, at uh, $100 a month <laughs> to our Patreon, you'll see those photos and many other photos. Making promises I can't keep. Um, anyway, so uh, there's, there's Brad's first appearance as a soccer player. Yeah. So they gave him some shit. They go inside. Well, and uh, Randy, you know, gives Tim oh, a little yeah. bit of shit saying, oh, it's a pimple. Uh, the, the entire seventh grade is uh, covered in him. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes, well, you know what? On second thought, that might look like a boil. Mm. Um, and I just want to know, I, at, at 36, I don't exactly know what a boil is. Yeah. Ra- well, Randy is, has done a lot of study of human anatomy, maybe, <laughs> in his in his serial fair. killing. Yes. Like, he's he's learned every single thing that can happen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, so inside, Mark is decorating a watermelon with happy birthday dad. Like, the watermelon's been cut in half, and yeah. he's... Is this part of the, the eater, eater healthy? Yeah, the eater healthy. The eater healthy. Man, yeah, the shrink ray... The, Larry the Cable Guy took a really weird turn later in life. <laughs> Wait, eater healthy. <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, that subway promotion that he did really did not go very well. It was, it was ill-advised. Uh, but still better than his normal act. Uh... So they, they they come in, and they're like, oh, man, what's that smell? And Jill says, oh, it's your father's dinner. And they say, well, usually it doesn't smell that bad until after he eats. <laughs> but literally, though, because it is a fart joke. It, it is a fart joke. It's justified, Kirsty. Don't don't at me. <laughs> um, but so he's... So and she she you know oh your father's trying to eat healthier so for dinner he's having we're having steamed vegetables rice chicken and watermelon for dessert cauliflower oh yeah cauliflower yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, well um, cauliflower is what they're smelling but she says steamed vegetables okay. including cauliflower and 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 Brad goes he's the one dying why do we have to suffer let me say. I eat steamed cauliflower is a huge part of my diet. <laughs> okay, and so a dinner of steamed vegetables, rice, and chicken sounds really fucking good. Yeah, to me. that sounds delicious. Yeah, that sounds real nice. Yeah, I don't like think it would have sounded nice as, at Brad's age, though. I don't know. Personally, I, I you know, I, I don't think I would have turned my nose up at it. I mean, depending <laughs> on the gar. I mean, my mom was a pretty good cook, but I, whatever. In fact, I remember uh, again, not to get on my vegetarian high horse here, but uh, <laughs> right when I started becoming a vegetarian, the first time I visited my parents after mm-hmm. I became a vegetarian. Uh, we went out to a meal and I ordered a cauliflower steak and they just the entire time they, they sat there looking at my plate and then looking at me as if like I had just given them a revelation that I was, you know, uh, something else. I don't know. Uh, but they just, they, they couldn't quite comprehend it was almost like i had gotten full body tattoos or something <laughs> you had like a mike tyson face tattoo <laughs> yeah they're just like made out of vegetables what what is happening right now are you okay this seems like a weird life change yeah. you, i don't know that i'm on board for this we just want to let you know that we love you and we, you can always talk to us yeah my mom who i love only eats tuna fish sandwiches every night of her life um so well, you know what don't judge me yeah and don't at him. Uh, also, can I borrow some money? <laughs> um, is there anything else from that? Because then, you know, she makes a, a joke about Tim, and that cuts to us outside as he's yeah. continuing to look at his uh, his boils, I guess, or his pimples uh, yeah. with these this uh, pair of garden hose. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, well, it's it's spades because Wilson Wilson is like comes up behind it as he's yeah. as he's doing this and says, "Oh, well, how you doing, neighbor? Working on a flush?" And Tim. Looks at him and confused, and he says, "Well, you got two spades." <laughs> and then Wilson cracks himself up. Just go, "Oh, I kill me." Oh. <laughs> uh, but then he, uh, you know, Tim explains what what he's doing, and um, 
it says that you know Harry had a heart attack, and Wilson's like, oh yeah, yeah, I heard that. That's uh, that's sad. And Wilson kind of drops a big bomb on us here. Yeah, he says that 15 years ago, Wilson he had a heart attack. Wilson yeah. himself had a heart attack. I guess that's not really a spoiler if you listen to the synopsis up front, but it's it was still revelatory for me. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, Tim is Tim is shocked by this. And he's saying, oh, what were you were you were you eating badly? I mean, would you, yeah, he's like, no, no, no. I was my lifestyle was much like it is now. I you know ate a balanced diet. I got lots of exercise. And Tim goes, oh, were you under lots of stress? And Wilson says, no, it was before you moved in. <laughs> I like that there are more people dunking on Tim more often. Uh, yeah, this season yeah, so far. I, I I know, I know. It's uh, it's just a higher dunk quotient <laughs> is what we really needed. Uh, he gives him some sort of advice, which I characteristically of me didn't i, I checked out I, on. I, don't, I don't listen either like look look <laughs> guy, look right in if you really want to hear whatever ancient wisdom wilson is quoting but tim doesn't listen to it so i don't know why we should <laughs> um he does he does say that after the heart you know after the heart attack for a while he was really scared to even get out of bed yeah. he canceled his trip to climb kilimanjaro and tim goes oh well that seems like a good good idea not to climb a, a mountain that starts with Kiliman, <laughs> which is honestly a pretty good tim it's a pretty good yeah, joke, yeah i never thought of it that way <laughs> Uh, but then he says he wound up uh, changing his tune and he went and climbed Kilimanjaro and it was one of the best experiences in his life. Yeah, because he well, – I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he's like, um, even though the heart attack didn't kill me, I acted as if it did or something yeah, like that. Yeah, basically that. It's like it, the heart attack made me – like the fact that I survived it made me realize how lucky I am to be alive. Yeah. Um, so good for, good for Wilson. Good yeah. advice. You know, live life. I think Tim takes the wrong thing from it though because then he goes back in – well, I don't know. It's like, like – the the long and short of it, like, the big changes that, t- like, yes, Tim is really paranoid, but, like, it's not exactly a bad idea to maybe not eat red meat constantly. Yeah. Like, it's actually not a bad idea to eat vegetables and rice and yeah. chicken. Like, that's good food. It's that all about good. balance, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Red meat once in a while. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I do not eat very, like, I'm, I'm not... 40 i've not uh in danger i'm not scared well I, I guess everyone's in danger of a heart attack on some level i'm not scared <laughs> of that but it's like i barely eat you know uh, short of the occasional in and out burger i don't really eat much red meat at all just because yeah. it's like you know there's other good food out there yeah, there absolutely is this has been health work <laughs> with uh two medical doctors who should be giving this advice dr oz yes dr us <laughs> uh so tim goes back in tells jill what he heard from wilson yeah uh, Jill apologizes to Tim for joking around at his expense, which is something that Tim has never done in his Ever. life. No, never. Not fair. Um, and she she says well, that I do want to point something out because he goes when you know because she says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I said this," and he goes, "Yeah, but it was a pretty good one." And then he goes, "It sounds like you're you're kind of taking some of my traits. When in doubt, go for the joke." Yeah. And this this was kind of an interesting example of me landon feeling like i give the show too much shit because you know if you're with a partner you know i have friends that you know i give shit to but it's all in good jest right yeah yeah, yeah. and they give shit to me and it's not like man it's not, not like the hardware store necessarily yeah. i don't poke fun at anyone's weight or looks or yeah whatever but you know i'll i'll deflate a situation with humor mm-hmm. and it's the tone that has been set between the two of us so i guess i can't criticize too much if they both entered into this marriage or this dynamic. Like, if that's what Jill likes, if that's what she gets off on is, like, having somebody that can throw, you know, some guff her way, 
maybe you know I, maybe I'm criticizing it too much. I, I you know maybe, but but the fact is, there's been plenty of times where Jill is very clearly not playing, True. and yes. Tim keeps on playing, that's and I fair. think that's that's the the problem there. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. If the whole time it was Nick and Nora Charles just just flipping <laughs> stuff back and forth, it would be a different deal. Yeah. And if when Jill got serious, Tim was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Let's talk about it." It would be right. different. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. So. But yeah, so she, yeah, it's scary thinking about him dying. And then she reads to him the medical report that came back from his doctors. Yeah. And it almost felt, it, it felt to me hearing this, it almost felt like that medical report that, that Trump got, like when he was running for president, was like, he, if elected, he will be the healthiest person to ever attain the presidency. He is amazing. It's like, you've got super low cholesterol, your blood pressure's perfect, you've got the, you know, heart condition of a marathon runner. And it's like, okay, I don't, I've never really seen Tim exercise. Yeah. I have seen him sit on his ass drinking beer and eating junk food. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, he is, again, he wanted 13 cups of salt on a steak. Here's here's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> as to how he gets so much exercise without us knowing. Yeah. Is that um if I were to insure the show, yeah. uh I would have to make sure that he is insurable before every single episode. So they're probably having him run on treadmills and uh do a full body physical before every single show. So he's he's running miles every single day. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> uh yeah, and so well. Also, if you're insuring the show, you probably would have said no to shrinking his entire body down to four inches. I mean, that's probably why he's having health problems. Like, if you want to be yeah, worried right. about your health, don't shrink yourself down. Go inside the engine of a car full of like industrial solvents and exhaust fumes and explosions. Like, that's the real problem. It's not the red meat that's going to kill you. It's that. Um, so anyway, you know, they really Tim and Jill make out or whatever and talk about how they're going to. There, there's some like pretty hardcore kissing in this scene yeah here on the mormon film review oh there's a lot of hardcore kissing in that <laughs> one as you look away at one point well it was like it's kind of weird watching You're like oh this is too intimate it's like what okay well watching two people kiss for like five to ten seconds like it may not sound like much but but actually time it out that's a long time to watch two people suck in face and then in the stinger the boys reveal their tool man for the tool man yep and Jill is videotaping the whole thing. Tim is very excited about it and all the things in it. He does mention uh, a little bit of his anger for them using his own tools on oh, it. Oh, my needle nose pliers. Oh, but then I guess it's personal growth that he yeah. is able to see the gift for what the intention is. Yeah, and Brad says, well, you know, you did always teach us if we we're going to use a tool, use the best. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. He's listening to him, I guess. And then Jill is videotaping this on a camcorder. Yeah, which is, seems weird for some reason. Yeah, and he's like, and she, he, he says like, oh man, Jill, it's going to be really hard to top this. And she says, oh, have you got everything you want? So, okay, I mean, as if this episode could get any weirder, we go into this weird thing. She she's like yeah well you know she's I, I, she's like building up or alluding to oh I've got you something really good oh something you really want Tim's what's like, something you've always wanted what's a lifelong dream of yours uh-huh. <laughs> huh huh you didn't I did cut to this is the fighter jet theme <laughs> Tim a... is riding in a Blue Angels jet yeah and like actually him in the jet this is so confounding to me. How much money do you think they spent on this segment that lasts two seconds? The, in, an, in an episode where Tim has already been shrunk down to the size of a pea, <laughs> yeah. they then put him in a jet plane. Like, 
it maybe it's a thing like with the space shuttle where it's like maybe the Blue Angels reached out and we we're like, hey, maybe, we really yeah. like the show. We're going to be not in even LA. mentioned by name though. Well, I, you're right. It's just like, well, okay, and we don't even really know it's the Blue Angels. Just a blue fighter jet. It's a blue angel. I okay. mean, it's it's got the yellow tips. It's, it's yeah. a blue angel. Okay, very weird, very weird. But yeah. I mean, look, maybe Tim Allen himself just like on his own went and did it, and I then was like, we'll record it for the feels show. Feels way more likely. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we need to, we need to pad this episode out. You know, we can't put more shrink ray jokes in here, or or just or just like they did it, and, and like Tim got you know was like, oh, I'm gonna go on the Blue Angels thing. Hey, producers, what if I yeah. take a camera with me and we can write an episode around that or write it into an episode? Yeah. I really, I, we were deprived because I, I really, really wanted to see Tim Allen pass out. I know, I know, <laughs> uh, or throw up or something. Uh, and, but we only get like, I mean, the the scene of the plane taking off is all of like can't not be more than ten seconds. I mean, yeah. that's I feel like that's gratuitous. But the shot of Tim inside of it is even shorter than that. Yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah, but. Uh, it, it, no, it's just like it's just like a very, very brief grainy shot. I probably because the camera quality is so bad. Very <laughs> brief grainy shots of Tim in the thing and the jet spiraling straight up into the air. He does some line about health, something. Yeah. Fuck if I know. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> well, we go to the outtakes where Tim forgets a line uh, at the kitchen counter. That's usually what the outtakes are: is someone forgetting <laughs> a line. I know sometimes the outtakes are good. Yeah, sometimes. I'm going to say, like, it, like you asked me earlier, and I don't think I ever fully answered what did I think of this episode. It's certainly not a good episode, but I liked it a lot more than a lot of the ones last season, even though it's kind of discombobulated and weird. Just because it's like, it, it's about some kind of real stuff in, in the sense of Tim getting older and trying to come to terms with it, even if I don't think he takes quite the right takeaway from it. And, you know, yes, it's totally bizarre with him getting shrunk down, but honestly, that's a lot more fun than watching an episode where, like, Tim goes ice fishing with Al and just, just <laughs> con, you know, mistreats him the entire yeah. time and then gets away with it. Like, so many of the episodes last season revolve around Tim being a dick to people and realizing at the end that he shouldn't be a dick to people and yeah. doing the most cursory thing to make it okay and everyone accepts him. So this episode didn't have that. So it was, I was actually, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, if nothing else, it, it, at the end of the day, confounding is a lot – it's obviously more preferable than, you know, frustrating. Yes, certainly. Uh, so I, I I hope that we get more insane, weird stuff in the future. Like, I, I almost want it as a, a, a stress test for my brain. Like, I want – melt my brain. I want you to I, welcome it. Show, please, do what you can to make me question reality. Do your worst. <laughs> I yeah. say that now. One last thing. Is. Are you, you, you got to hit the, you got to hit the Q button. Oh. Beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 The Grunt Count presented by our patron, Kirstie Jeffries. Much as home improvement is getting weirder, so too is grunt work. The Grunt Count for this episode is nine. Now... We have to break this open, though. Yes. This is one of our more... I mean, it, it fits. It's a confounding grunt count for a confounding episode. When when he's talking to Wilson, and when Wilson gives the piece of advice, like, I didn't want to live my life like I... You know, I, I was acting like I was dead, even though I wasn't. Yeah. Tim does a very weird grunt that, that lasts for a good long time, and it sounds kind of like multiple grunts and it kind of but it also there's not really multiple individual attacks but yeah. it fluctuates almost as though there would be so it's hard to delineate well let, let's play it right now okay and 
we'll we'll see what our listeners have to say about it. Uh, for me, I could easily see it. Well, hold on. You let's play it right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I can see the argument for it being multiple grunts, which is what you did. You ended on what four? Three. Three. I started with four, and because, then listened- yeah, that's right. We we decided it sounded like three and a half. We rounded down to three. Yeah, just to be safe. It's kind of like two up front, and yeah. then one long one that tapers off. I can see the argument for it being one. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not gonna rock the boat on it. I'm just here for the ride. Um. I, but it, it is I, it, it's continuous. There is no start and stop, and that was the 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 rules that you had set at the outset of this thing. Which is which is why which is why I, you know we should, which is why we wanted to play it here. And I you know guys and ladies, everybody listening at home, uh, listen to this. Tell us what you think. Does that sound like three or two or four or seven or a million, or does it sound like <laughs> one? Uh, yeah, because I would like to know as well. I want to have an honest count at the end of this thing, and yeah. I don't want to fudge the numbers on this one, and yeah. because we've come this far, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I don't know. but So, total is nine right now, but with an asterisk beside it, it could become three Ooh. or seven. or Wow. So, well, no, it couldn't become three. It could become six. I don't know. I can't do math. Two but, become one. Yes. Uh, Isn't that dear, a saying? Dearly beloved. <laughs> We're gathered here today to merge these three grunts into one. Oh, wow. Yeah. Polygamy. Is that what it's called? No. I don't know. what. what I, I don't want to get married at all, so I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, and you don't want to get married to a grunt. <laughs> or do I? Ooh. Um, do you have anything else for this episode? I have nothing else for this episode. I don't either. If you enjoyed today's show and want to help us create even better content, consider becoming an official Grunthead sponsor over at our Patreon. Huzzah! Cool. Uh, that is patreon.com slash grunt oh, you, pod. I'm supposed to say that? No, you were just uh, supposed to riff with me. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm, it's, just been, it's been a long podcast. It, okay. it has, it has. Uh, it's been very confusing. I, you're off the hook this time. Oh, thank you. Uh, so oh, that is patreon.com slash grunt work pod. Um, you can sign up to get access to our supplemental show, Grunt Work Nights. Grunt nights. That's the only riffing I can do. Saying the thing you said, <laughs> it is. It is great. It is a. It is a wonderful show. I would certainly. Uh, I would certainly contribute to the Patreon to listen to it if I wasn't already intimately involved in making it. <laughs> yeah, you would just be putting money into the show, which we were doing anyway. I'd be robbing Peter to pay Paul. <laughs> um, if you want to help others find the show, uh, if you don't have that dollar to spend uh, per month. Uh, you can consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good Lord, I can speak. Yes. My mind Fuhrer, I can walk. <laughs> uh, and if you do that, tell them what they get. They'll get a fresh shellacking for their workbench. Which is a joke from this episode that I don't think we covered, but Tim <laughs> talked about how he shellacked the workbench last year right before he and Jill had sex on it, and then she got stuck to it. So we'll do that to your workbench so the woman you love will also get bound by adhesive to it or man or man you're right or man i'm sorry guys that was very heteronormative of me <laughs> please stop by and say hi to us on twitter facebook or instagram where you can find us at grunt work pod um and you can find today's uh show you can find it there yeah and also information about it as well as listen to it you can do it man keep going we're almost there <laughs> you can find information on today's show at our website which is www.grantworkpodcast.com you're so much more on point than i am i don't have nearly as much to say while you're there you can sign up for our weekly newsletter uh which is where you can get a grunt count hint Ooh. we're not gonna tell you what it is no no just, you gotta tease guess it. For yourself. just a little taste um 
Which I've been I've been teasing out using uh, classic film references. Ooh, that's 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 uh, that's really devious of you. I, I'm sure, and entirely on brand. <laughs> on brand for me, but I'm not the one that has to guess them. So maybe I should uh, listen to my audience. It's it's on brand t- for you. If the audience is saying use sports references or mechanic <laughs> stuff, like I say, you're out of luck. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, uh, until next week, when we cover another episode of Home Improvement, I've been Landon Solano. I've been Truman Caps. And look at me, I'm going to be the first person in the world sent by podcast. And that podcast is grunt work. <laughs> that's a, that's a quote from Willy Wonka. Okay, that's good. See you next week, folks. Yeah, it's all jokes and hahas until uh, until Tim gets some boohoo's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's a quote that, that is I a, just came up. Those with. Are, the, you know, Landon, I, you can't use this this highly technical LA comedy scene <laughs> terminology, or our listeners won't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>